Hello and welcome to another episode of El Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm so. And it's that time. It's that time again. We're back. We're gonna talk about Ducktales. So if you guys haven't seen the newest episodes, spoilers, obviously. But if you haven't, then I'm sorry. Spoilers. Yeah, pretty much. Um. I'll, we'll start with the first one, which was the Beagle Boys uh, introduction episode, which was a good episode, but I would say it was the weaker of the two we got this this week. Daytime trip. I had a feeling it was going to be weaker, just in the fact that how good the first episode was. Yeah, yeah. But that was to be expected, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad by any means. It's it's re- still a good episode, but my my main problem with it was two things. The pacing was really off, and I felt, um, and I felt it really didn't move any any of the stuff that we introduced forward. To be quite honest, no, this felt more like an introduction to the Beagle Boys, pretty much. It just felt yeah. like, okay, here, here's who they are. We we hinted at them in the first episode. Here they are now. This is who each one is. And like you said, with the pacing, I felt there were some points in it when I felt, okay, this could go on quicker or. This could have gone a lot more slower, you know. I think my biggest problem was the sub, the, the B plot with Beakley and Donald really didn't go anywhere, and quite honestly, yeah. it was a waste of time, in my honest opinion. Yeah, because they did hint at that in the trailers a little bit, and I'm like, okay, what's going on there? And then you get to it, and I'm like, okay, fine. It's, you know. ju- it's just a pointless B plot that goes nowhere and adds really nothing to these characters. I mean, sure, one can argue that you know we learned that Beakley's a spy and all, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know. It was kind of expected <laughs> a little bit. I like. I, I will say it was funny to find out she was a spy, but at the same time, I think it was like you said, it, it had no wow moment, you know. I I mean, you should have been. I mean. It makes sense for her to be a spy because considering, you know, Webby being so good at, you know, stealth and, and espionage and, and infiltration yeah. and all that shit. It's like, where, where, she, where did she learn all that? Oh, for her grandmother, obviously. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's good and all, but like, I felt that it was just like this big revelation about this character is just a throwaway joke. It's like, oh, I'm a spy and they, they just laugh about it. I'm like, yeah, no. I, I, I wonder if in one of those scenes, if they're going to make a joke about it, that Webby's parents at the moment are actual spies, and that's the reason why they live, she's living with her grandma. Maybe, I don't know. It'd be interesting if they do that. I hope they do. It'd be, they can do a funny story on it. I mean, it's, it wasn't bad. I mean, I like the Webby arc in, in that, you know, I like the fact that she's socially awkward, and it would make sense for her to be socially awkward, because, again, she has not spent time with anyone... With, with any, uh, with, yeah, with outside of the outside of the mansion, and it would make sense for her to be really socially awkward, you know, around other people. And I like that. I think that's that 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 gives her character relate relatability, and actually gives her character well an actual character instead of just her being the girl in the original series. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the highlight of this episode was the character development of um, Webby in this, and we got to know more about her. I think I, I like that, and I like that we get to know her better as a character, and and also, like you said as well, she isn't just the token girl character, you know? And I, and I still, 
And I still like this version of Beakley because she does not put up with anyone's shit and she's very more strict than she was in the original series because in the original series, she was pretty worthless. She was like just like this old housekeeper who just... Fruit bites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, this is this is the signs of a good reboot, ladies and gentlemen. You take what didn't work in the original and you, you know, you make it better. Yeah. And anyway, I, I thought—I mean, I just thought it was good because I, they—I hope they do with Mrs. Beakley. They keep her as like this dead pan character for its show's run. Like I—I I, I would like to see emotion from her, but the her her comedianess come out of the character is that dead pan humor. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, because yeah. because I—I I mean, I mean, it works well, you know. Compared to to Donald, who again we all know is the tempered, you know, hothead, and yeah. Beakley is, you know, the snarky, you know, character. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it with Donald in this episode that we get to see a little bit more of his character's traits as well, and like I I mean the first this is the thing I'm I'm going to compare it to the first episode because the first episode introduced the characters so well and. Um, this this whole episode, some of the whole episode, it extended on the characters, but it didn't progress the story. That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I kind of it was kind of a breather moment. It's kind of one of those breather filler episodes, and and that's not bad. But at the same time, it's like you ended the previous episode with the revelation about their mother, and and we were kind of wondering, we were left wondering for a month what was you know if they were going to follow up on that. And they didn't in this episode, which is a shame because, you know, that's that's way more interesting than anything that happened in this episode. Yeah, but I, mean, I can see that being more of a, like a season final finale sort of reveal sort of thing when they go wrap that up. But I would like to see more development on it throughout the show, throughout the show, like give little hints and little clues and stuff like that throughout the sh- um, throughout the show, you know? Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, especially jarring because, you know, the last episode end, ends with them finding out about their mother, and at this episode, they're just acting like, you know, not, everything's normal, you know? <laughs> like, they aren't they aren't the least, bit, the least bit curious why Scrooge has a painting of their mother and Donald and, and all of them together. Yeah, and let me, what do you think of the Beagle Boys in particular? I like this incarnation of the Beagle Boys a lot. I really like them. I really like their character signs. That's the one thing that, that when I saw their character signs, I thought I really liked them. When but when I heard them, I'm like, okay, you you won me over, <laughs> you know. Because my 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 problem with the Beagle Boys in general is like, I understand like they're classic villains and you kind of have to have them, but yeah. I, but my problem with them with the in the original series was. They would they just be the they would just be used as as comic relief and and they weren't they were just. Ugh. The thing was, in the original show, basically, they were one-note villains. What they do, they steal stuff. And like I said, they were used for comical relief, or they end up playing someone else's henchman, you know? I mean, and and it was always like, in, in the original series, it was always Mob Beagle, who was much more better developed as a character, because you, you know, she was much more smarter than, than, her, than her sons, and it yeah. kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it's like... I kind of would have liked them to be a little bit more serious, and here you kind of see them actually form form a plan on their own, 
and and try to think of 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 a way to, to to ransom off the the nephews from Scrooge. But again, you know, the mom Ma shows up and tells them that that's a terrible terrible idea. Yeah, I thought yeah that was that was a funny moment in it with Ma Beagle, and I I mean I don't I just thought it was when when it did focus on the Beagle Boy that was some of the highlights of the episode, and also with Webby as well towards the end with her rescuing, proving how resourceful she can be. I, I love Ma Beagle's introduction. This this is how you introduce a villain. I love her introduction. This was a great introduction to the character. Yeah, it was it was memorable. It was funny. Uh, it it was just it was just really good. Yeah, and I like and I like the fact that if you look up and if you look at at the beginning of the episode, you see the front line saying, you know, Ma Beagle pardoned crime skyrockets, which again sets up the Beagle Boys. The yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, it's just stuff like that when um, when they want to. Um, I can't. I'm thinking of Batman the anime series that did it. Um, there was because they couldn't show the Joker killing people or how violent he was in in the later stuff. So what they did, they had a newspaper all around him, basically killed thousands or something like that. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, it, I like little stuff like that. I like yeah, little things like that. Yeah, I mean, because it because it sets up the universe and, and shows us that. And I do yeah, like the fact that I, I do like the fact that when you when they're introduced to the, when we're introduced to the Beagle Boys, they aren't doing anything you know related to Scrooge. It wasn't until they see the nephews walking by that they go, "Oh, it's Scrooge's nephews. Let's just ransom them off for money." Yeah, of course. Because you see them just robbing someone, which I thought, you know, again goes it goes well into their character. I like the fact that in this incarnation they aren't um, they aren't just focused on Scrooge, which you know, kind of always yeah. bugged me in the original series. What do I mean? They essentially is a criminal empire. That's how they treat them as like a thief organization. They steal for more more than just one person, and I like that, you know. But they 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 go after Scrooge a lot. It's because of how rich he is. But again. They made announcement that they do go after different people, and, and I and I know that Mob Beagle in this incarnation is gonna you know cause a little bit of controversy between people because she's a much more serious character than than she was in the original in the original series. But I like it. I, I think that yeah. that in this incarnation it kind of makes sense for her to be stern as compared to compared yeah. to her sons who I... are who are much more comic relief. Yeah, I, I don't know why I had a free Stooge vibe from him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I love the joke where they're trying yeah. to disguise themselves as, yeah. as um as 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 little kids, and and the mascot yeah. is like, oh, <laughs> and the big one's like, are you buying this? No. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just saw it. It was just like the three of them. I was just like, yeah, I'm getting a free Scrooge vibe here a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, you're only missing the haircuts, you know, <laughs> but. Like, yeah, it was. I just wait. I just thought it was a good introduction. The only problem I have with the episode, like you said, it feels like it doesn't progress the story, but it does progress. It does develop the characters well. And if this is going to be an episode that just progress the characters and just introduce some new characters, do so we later on they can progress the story of it. I'm fine with that. You know. So overall. Good episode, not great. Probably the one of the weaker episodes of the season so far. Yeah, of course. Now on to the best, ep- the better episode of the two. Uh, what was it the called? The Great Dime Chase. Yeah. Oh, I lo- this episode was awesome. 
start to start to finish this was a perfect episode i love the fact that we finally get introduced to scrooge number uh number one dime proper yeah we get i i like this episode because again it, it takes it did something the original series never did which is take the individual nephews and develop them separately yeah and I love that so much because I, one thing I hated about the original series was the, the nephews are basically just one character. And they would yeah. always, always, always be seen together. And they would always, cool. like, and every plot that would focus on them would focus on them, you know, together. Instead of them being separate because, you know, the writers are too lazy to to come up with personalities for the nephews. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, basically, okay, which one of you doing Louie again? Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a huge problem they always had in the original show, and I, I like that this show sort of address address it a bit more. But basically, okay, we've got to give them individuality. How we're going to do that? Okay, we make them wear different clothing from each other. We make sure they have different attitudes. You you know, and and I like this episode because again, it shows that it shows that again, it shows how how. I like this episode because it pokes fun at modern kids a lot. Because yeah. I see this so much, so much these, these days where kids are just becoming lazier and lazier. And I love the fact that this episode ridiculously mocked them for being lazy. Yeah. yeah I, li- I like that as well. And, uh, and also, I like that this in- episode introduces um, Gyro as well. I love this incarnation of Gyro. I love the fact because, because again, this is, I know this one's going to be another polarizing character because he's so different from me from what he was in the original series. Because the original series he was just a kind inventor, and here he's yeah. here's here he's a full blown mad scientist. But I think him being a full blown mad scientist who works for Scrooge makes more a lot a lot more sense than just you know the the inventor that lived in that lived in the city. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like he's a mad scientist. He's working for Scrooge, and also I like the fact that we got introduced to his robotic um, light bulb as well. <laughs> oh, he's not evil. He's he's saying hello, and he's just shaking his fist at them. Yeah, shaking his fist and shooting lasers. You, you know, he's just being friendly. He's just misunderstood. And if you look at and if you look at his list of robots that have turned good from evil, you you see Ro- Robotica and um, and Armstrong from the original like- series. I like that reference. I like that reference. I I, I hope we see him <laughs> at some point. You you actually do see Armstrong's head in in the in the pilot episode when they're in the um, Hall of Treasures. Yes, you do. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if they are gonna, if it's just gonna be a reference or if they are going to, you, you know, actually use the character. But you know what? I don't mind. It's it's a nice nod. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice nod to previous continuity, and I like the fact that he's much more. Again, he's much more mad scientist than he is, and I like that because a lot of humor comes from him being a mad scientist who, who's who you can tell will go will go crazy if if he gets pushed to the edge. <laughs> yeah, and I like that joke. One of my favorite jokes is like, okay, if you fire anyone from here, they'll they they will seek revenge. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other thing. I like about this episode as well is that they start to go into the archives about about their missing mother. And I like that because it moves the plot forward and keeps it interesting. Yeah. It's like, okay, what happened to her? 
and you can tell you can yeah. tell uh, Dewey wants to know about her, and then we find out that oh, we- even Webby doesn't know much about her, and 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 it, and again, it makes people want you know it it hooks the audience, and then you're kind of wondering okay, what happened to Della? What happened to their relationship? Yeah. And we get a hint of what happened, and with the with the letter at the end where she says, "I took the spear of whatever it was, and I'm sorry." Yeah. Yeah, because they said there was a lot of, um, what is it, there was a lot of riddles and stuff like that when they were investigating stuff. So. And I, also, do, and, and I love the library. <laughs> library oh, was hilarious. That's based off a character from the continuity. Um, uh, she was originally, then, she was originally Scrooge's secretary, but in this continuity, she's the librarian. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was cool. They reused a, a pre-existing character, you know, I thought that was a cool thing. And I love the fact that she's just completely insane. Yeah, pretty much. It's one of those things, like, Scrooge attracts, like, the most random people ever, I find. I've seen him established so far, like, what is it? You hire a pilot who can't always crash his stuff. You hire, your maid is a formal spy. You got a mad scientist on your payroll, and you got your archive keeper. It's completely insane. How much is how much is this is an actual question? How much is it uh, is it us doing your work for you? About fifty percent. Yes, it <laughs> it's like wow, Scrooge! I knew you were cheap, but damn. And I, and I love the joke about them when they're talking about who they want to fire, and he's like, "Oh, she's level-headed and loyal." And then she cut to her just chasing children with a, with a sword. Yeah. Oh, Gyro's one of the ge- most genius inventors of our time, and he just like rages over over um, a vending machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's little subtle humors like that I really like within this show so far. Um, I, I mean, I can't wait to see more. And so again, far. and 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 and, uh, and again, this show finally explained how Scrooge is able to to jump in into money. They they finally explained it. <laughs> yeah, he actually trained, and um, you know he built up the strength and and muscles that that can you know help him do that. <laughs> it is so random. It's literally you're just sitting there. And you're just like, can he do it? Oh no, wait, he can. Wait, what? <laughs> And it makes sense because, like, you see Huey like trying to jump in, and he's like, "No, no, you'll crack your skull." And he's like, "But you do it all the time, yeah." But you know, I, I trained and, and got better and, and and developed the muscle mass to do it. <laughs> I just like I, I like uh, I mean, I'm liking little stuff like that when they do address stuff from the previous continuity because basically it's always questions that people always ask about about the original show, and it'd be like, "Okay, here's here's how they did it," and it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And and I love the fact that again the main plot of this episode is you know Huey losing Scrooge's n- number one dime and trying to get it back and and it's just hilarious because it makes one of a lot of stuff like it, he try he, he he can't pick a door so he watches a tutorial on how to do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like... That, that that is true. That that is true about the kids today as well. If they don't know how to do something. They will watch a tutorial on YouTube to see how to do it. Oh, yeah, I love the joke. It's like, okay, to, to pick a door, you need a small object, like a dime. If I had a dime, I wouldn't be watching the video. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go to another ad. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And also, doing, you should know better. Get ad blocker. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> also, another joke is um, it's a, it's a, it's one of those blinking you'll miss it kind of jokes with the uh, fl- Flint the Flintwood uh, with Glomgold. He comes back in this episode with the Ottoman <laughs> joke, and he's like, "Oh, you call this an Ottoman? It doesn't even have my face on it again." <laughs> Yeah. And then when and then you hear him again he's like, "Oh, you expect me to put my feet on my feet on my face again?" Yeah. <laughs> just I just love Glomgold in this in this um in this incarnation. He's such a fun villain. I can't tell whether or not he's really smart or he's just intentionally dumb. I can't work it out so far with him, but you, you know, it's he's funny. He's funny. You can tell the writers have a, have a lot of fun writing him. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds like to me it's, they're gonna be he's gonna be one of these villains that the writer, um, if the writer want to tell like a really out there joke, he's still sort of gonna be the character to do it with. Yeah, and 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 I like the I love the fact that little Bulby again being a gyro robot goes crazy and <laughs> starts to <laughs> and starts to collect dimes. Yeah, as you do. And it's like, oh, I, oh, I see the problem. His his body is too small for that type of for that size of bulb. He just went mad with power. <laughs> and I love at the end where he's like, oh, so okay, you're gonna write me a check or what? And just <laughs> he just gives him this dirty. Oh man, it's it's a great, great, great episode. One of my favorite episodes so far of the of the series. Yeah, like I, can, I mean, I don't think I had any flaws with it. The humor was great. The pacing was great. It developed Huey, uh, Huey, and and um, and and Dewey's characters um a, a little bit better, and you know compared to compared to um you know the original series and. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and we got Gyro, and we got we got to see more of Scrooge's um, Scrooge's company, and we actually kind of find out how he got this, his number one dime in this continuity. Yeah, that, that what I did like about it is that they are explaining stuff that they didn't really explain that much in the original show. Like we actually get to see the stuff happening rather than say, "Oh yeah." This is my original dime. Oh, where did you get it from? I got it from so blah blah blah. With this show, it's like, let me show you how I got this. You know, and and it actually explains why it means so much to him. Yeah, as opposed to and, oh, it was just my number one dime, and it's like, why is it so special? Yeah, and I I, I like again. I, I still, um, like I said, David Tennant is winning me over as Scrooge constantly. Because, like I said, like I said with him, when it comes to his performance, I like the fact that he's doing his own thing instead of just, like, trying to sound like um, Alan Young. Yeah, exactly. And, as I mean, I I don't know, I just find it very, very fun. I I find it a very fun um, show at the moment. It's like, when when I watch, when when I see people complain about the show, it's like, some of the complaints, yeah, I can kind of understand, but then there's some, like, some was there some really really weird one I saw when someone was complaining about the fact where yeah Huey Dewey Louie don't sound like little kids anymore. Okay, I know it's and, and, and again I know it's jarring at first, but like you get used to it. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's one of these things. It's like, do you want them to sound like little kids and all be voiced by the same people? 
Also, let's not forget that that um that Donald's voice actor voiced the nephews in the original series as well. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I mean, I, it's one of those things. It's like you pick your poison, you, you know. And I think that this show's doing the right decision. It's basically. It, I mean, I know people with the original show might be upset with some changes, but again, these changes are made for a more modern audience, and that's the whole point. It's supposed to adapt these characters. Again, if you try to put on the original DuckTales show now, it won't do as well as it did back in the 90s. You know? I mean, it, it, it's, it actually kind of depends on the episode, because like I said before... Yeah. The Magica episodes are great, but like some yeah. of the other episodes just aren't very good. I mean, there's, a, there's some episodes that didn't work, but again, I like the changes they made in this show. I like the fact that Donald's more part of the more part of the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I, I love that too because I'm a huge Donald Duck fan, and I and I and I always wanted to see him as a kid get get bigger. Get a bigger role yeah. in that original series, but and then it wasn't until I got older to find out. Oh, they they gave him a smaller part in that original in that in in the original show because they were worried that he might overshadow uh, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Scrooge at the time. Because you got to remember, at the time these characters weren't that famous. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I mean, I really really enjoy the show as it is at the moment. I hope they keep on track with it. I. I mean, I, I just, I, I really don't have much complaints about it. Again, I know we we did have our problems with the Day Trip Doom episode, but it's it's going in the right direction at the moment. I hope it stays on that path with that this sort of tone of humor, but storytelling at the same time. And I think my favorite joke in the entire episode was when we finally found out, oh, that's not my number one dime. <laughs> I keep it with me at all times. <laughs> this place is full of weirdos. <laughs> oh, that, that at the end, you were like, oh my god. I like that because, yes, it finally, it, it finally, one of my biggest plot, one of my biggest gripes with the original series was the fact that I kind of, kind of, I kind of constantly ask myself, okay, if Scrooge's number one dime is so important to him, why does he keep it in in a safe? Like, why does he keep it like you know, in in like a in like a jewel encrusted um, a glass a glass um, exhibit where everyone can find it? Why doesn't he keep it with him at all times? You know? Yeah. And and I was kind of that was kind of one of the things that always bugged me about the original series, but here they kind of address it, which I like. Yeah. They they addressed they addressed um, they addressed that problem, and they made a joke about it, and I like that. It's like oh, it makes yeah. sense now. I mean, what do you think we're gonna find more in the archives or um um at the end with um Della? with yeah Della yeah hidden archives. I I don't know honestly. Your guess is as good as mine is at this point because all we know is that she took a she took a spear and and left. Yeah. So it's I'm good. guessing Scrooge told her not to to go on an adventure and she did. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. This is the one thing I like about this show. So far. I like the mystery element of it as well. And like, yeah, because because it gives you a real sense of adventure, which again, one of my biggest criticisms of the original show was that it lacked the sense of adventure. Like the original show had a lot of slice of life elements to it, 
and that's fine and all. But one of the things that I like, Ducktales to me works a lot better if there was if if there's a sense of adventure. Yeah, and that's why and that's why I, I think. I, that's why I think Magic the, the Magic Lamp movie aged a little bit better than the series did because that movie has more of a sense of adventure to it than the series yeah, did. Yeah, I would agree with that. Plus, that lamp film was funny. <laughs> also, the animation I I watched that again recently on TV and holy shit, I did not. Yeah, I did not realize how great the animation was until I recently watched it again. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hold up well. Yeah, yeah, the animation is really good, really good. Especially for a movie based on a TV series, which is weird, because yeah. you know Disney doesn't uh, doesn't have the best track record when it comes to basing movies on you know their TV series. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know. Not to mention, it took like forever for them to release a damn thing on DVD. Oh yeah, that was true. Yeah, that did take a while. (laughs) Not thinking about it. But yeah, I I really I'm enjoying the reboot. It's it's one of those. Again, this is how you do a reboot properly. You take what you take an old series. Modernize it for for modern times. Take what worked, keep what what worked in the original series, and 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 fix what didn't work, while adding your own spin on on the yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. That's all you need I mean, to do. I... That's all you need to do to get a good reboot. You know. Yeah. I hopefully with these two episodes, the next few episodes coming out, I think I hope that it loses that stigma. People keep comparing it to Gravity Falls. But I think it kind of have, has has lost that lost that now because when I go to social media, people stop comparing it to Gravity Falls because there's not a lot of because I I, I, I know episode. I know why because you know Webby Webby's characters were very similar to Mabel and I'm not gonna get yeah, into that a, I'm not I'm not gonna get into that because that's a whole other discussion for a whole other time yeah but yes. I, but I don't think it's fair to to compare this to anything but. But the original show, to be quite honest, because yeah. it's, re- it's, it's, a, it's a reboot of the original show, and that's the only thing I'm going to compare it to. Yeah, and probably the old Uncle Scrooge comics as well, to be honest. That's probably the only other comparison as well, because they're taking all, a lot of influence from that comic as well, which I like. And I like the fact that, that the book um, D- she gives Dewey is called The Life and Times of Della Duck, which was the original, which was the title of... Um, of the Scrooge comic. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And and yeah, so it's it is what it is and we're going to try and um, you know again try to uh review all these episodes cuz like we did with um with Samurai Jack because you know this is going to it's going to take the it's going to take that place of the of Samurai Jack season 5 review, so get used to these segments. <laughs> if not, you can go and woo. <laughs> it's one of those things once you hear the woohoo you have to hum that the that little melody and Ducktails, woohoo! Yeah, I mean, 
so far, I mean, who do you think we're going to see next in coming up in this show now? Well, I mean, the next episode is going to be another Beagle Boys episode, Beagle. which, yeah. you know, it's going to... I'm hoping it's going to get... We're going to see more of the Beagles, because we only got... We only saw three of them, and I know that we saw a lot more. In the concept art, yeah. Yeah, we saw art, a lot more. <laughs> so... So the next one's probably going to be a Beagle Boys episode, and after that, I don't know. I'm guessing the next episode. The next episode is called the Beagle Birthday. Yeah, yeah. So. And I'm guessing it's going to be Mars Beagle for birthday or something like that. And this is just me theorizing what the episode might be. Um, there's Mars Beagle's birthday, and they basically want to get something for her, and they're like, "Okay, let's steal something for her." So oh, what's that? And then. Scrooge McDuck is something of Scrooge McDuck's probably they want to steal, I'm guessing. Maybe. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be funny, they're going around in the episode, they go around and start stealing random stuff from people, and then basically, they're like halfway through the episode, they went, hang on a minute, who do we normally steal from? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then like a newspaper fly by or advert go by Scrooge, like, in like some, Scrooge found something really, really famous, something really expensive, and like, that's what we're going to steal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope they do something like that. Yeah. Be cool. That's just me theorizing. I mean, there's, I mean, they released like the next, was it, up to episode nine? So we know all the titles for all the episodes. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, we're not going to, we're not going to see, um, what's his face? The lucky guy until the 26th of October. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with seeing if basically if they're basically going to introduce a certain number of villains, and then we're going to see them again in the next few episodes. I don't mind that, you know. At least we get to know these characters a lot quicker, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm just looking at Escape Two from Atlantis, so probably we're going to get another Atlantis. Um, Gronberg again, I'm guessing. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, terror, terror, the terror fam- family. I don't know what who that is. Probably a new villain. The internal, yeah. Mark Beeks is the um, what was it? The bird guy we saw. It was meant to be Zuckerberg, yes. so we'll probably see him in. Yeah, well, he's, he's in the seventh episode. That's probably his uh, debut episode. Yeah, and and yeah, Lucky Gander. Lucky Gander is is in the eighth episode and. And the ninth one is the is the mummy episode. So pretty much in the intro, we see the mummy chasing him. That's going to be that episode. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. So we got. Yeah, we got Mark Beaks, Lucky Gander, and the mummy. Yeah, and... it's one of those weird things. The mummy was very like the well, the Egypt based episodes were very high praised in Ducktales, from what I remember. Because was an episode when was it like an evil spirit took over Donald's body, an ancient pharaoh? I don't remember that one. Yeah, I can remember. He basically he gets surely from the military, and they're like, "Yeah, you come back. Uh, make sure you're back here at this time. If not, you're going to be court-martialed or something like that." And then he, I think he's like in he's on short leave in Egypt, and I think Don, um, Scrooge and his nephew, um, Donald's nephews are there at the same time. So they planned to meet up with him. And then there was like archaeology going on and like ancient Egypt. And there's like a spirit. And the, 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 the ancient Egypt fellow looks exactly like Donald Duck. 
and so it possesses him. I need. I know to, that's I, the original I gotta, show. I, I gotta look that up now because I don't remember yeah. this at all. I remember it because I used to have the episode on VHS tape. It was like a two-part uh, episode as well. I remember. Was it Sphinx for the memories? I think it might be that. Yeah. 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 Donald is mistaken for an ancient Egyptian ruler. That's <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> I remember that because I had that. I had that on VHS tape back in the day. Damn, you you have a better memory than I do because the only the only episode I remember from Ducktales <laughs> properly, and this is yeah. this was one this this wasn't one I watched recently. This was from back in the day going off memory for me was the episode with the phantom blot and how this incarnation of the phantom blot was much more weirder because he was just basically a guy in a hood who didn't possess any um blot powers oh okay (laughs) which is weird because this was his first animated appearance and he didn't have any (laughs) i'm not kidding this was his first animated appearance and it was voiced by Frank Welker, of all people. Oh, good old Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I, I, it wasn't it wasn't until years later, I think, in House of Mouse, did we get uh, the proper Phantom Blood characterization. Yeah, the other episode I remember remember the original show as well was um, the day when Hugh and Dewey Louie want an extra day off school, so they trick everyone to move the day forward. What the hell? <laughs> no, seriously, they wanted a day off school. And because of how influential Donald um, Scrooge is, they, they change all his clocks in all his companies and all, all his businesses and stuff like that to move the day forward. And everyone believes it. And I it think to... I remember this episode. Was it the one where they make everyone think it's Friday or something? Yeah, Friday or Saturday or something like that. And then... Um, and basically, because Donald sent one of um, Scrooge sent one of his employees out to a foreign country to, to get the contract to the people there. So basically, to renew his license for the place, and I think it was something to do with bananas or something like that. I don't remember. And then they prove it wrong because like it's supposed to be a solar flare, a, like a solar eclipse on that day. And they went, "Oh no, it is that day." That's the whole. Yeah, it's weird. That was a weird one. I think it was a Friday episode, I'm not sure. And it was so obvious that the country they were basing on, because they didn't say the real country, no, it was obviously it was Cuba. They obviously based it on Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> Even the villain, the villain for that episode looks like, at the time, the, the leader of Cuba. I, or I, stereotype version of Cuba leader. Was it Castro, or was it like someone, or Castro? I, I can't remember. It's such a long time ago. I just remember that episode very vaguely well. Yeah, because, I, again, the only episodes I've seen recently were the Magic episodes. Those are the only ones I've seen recently from the original series. The only magical one I remember off the top of my head was the one when she gets the Beagle Boy henchman and she used, like, a spell on him when she turns Yeah, yeah, that was her first theory. appearance, sending send the clones where she turns them into... Into he would do in Louie, and then they ruin the interview for Scrooge. Yes, and when uh, Mrs. Beakley's like basically trying to punch him, and she goes past, I can't, I can't remember if it was a mirror or reflection in, in like a pond. She sees their reflection. Yeah, yeah, the she sees voice. them. In, yeah, she sees them in, in the mirror. Thanks. Yeah, mm. thanks. 
<laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> and yeah, G- Gizmo Duck. Um, Gizmo Duck uh, came into the series in the third season because he yeah. wasn't because he wasn't in the first or two two seasons. So we got Gyro. When do you think we're going to see Gizmo? Well, they hinted at him at, at the end, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But do you think he's going to be in the next episode? Or do you think they're going to save him for a bit later? Well, a bit later. It's way too early to bring him in now. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see him him, him in the in the Beagle's birthday episode, but... I mean, but, like, really later. I mean, like, maybe 10th yeah. or 12th episode. I wouldn't mind seeing him not in the in the full costume yet. I wouldn't mind seeing the character, but don't. We'll put probably, him we'll probably, soon. they'll probably introduce him in one episode, and then you'll see him become Gizmo Duck in an episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing him before we become Gizmo Duck, though. So, which is weird because I didn't think that they would actually be doing Gizmo Duck because Gizmo Duck, you know. But didn't they release some art concept art of? Um... Gizmo Duck before he wears his superhero outfit anyway, though. In the original series for this. Oh, for this. I remember there was concept yeah, yeah, art. Yeah, they showed, they, yeah. They, they announced his voice actor and they showed the concept art of Gizmo and, uh, and him. Yeah, so, well, I think it's one of those things if they don't do it, um, they need to do it because, let's be honest, the biggest thing in media at the moment is superheroes. You know, they had to do him. I just hope that they don't make him. <laughs> they don't yeah. make an Iron Man joke. <laughs> That's too obvious. <laughs> it. I know it'd be too obvious, but I want to see. I want to see him make it. <laughs> I, I really want him to see him make the Iron Man joke. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see. Because <sighs> they said Darkwing Duck. Um, they haven't made any more reference to it yet, but when you think it's going to be, you know, mentioned some more. I don't think we'll get him until, like, towards the end of the season, or, you know, maybe, yeah, towards the end of the season, because it's way too early to, to, to to give that away. Yeah. I would like to see some more references to Darkwing Duck, but... At the moment, I'm fine with not seeing him at the moment, but I can't not wait to see him, though, at the same time. I, I'm I'm envying everyone who actually went to that Comic-Con um, panel because they got to see the concept art and no one else did. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for the day we finally see the episode. When we do finally see the episode, we do with that recording. I, I'm just imagining you just squealing like a little girl. Not to say something bad about you, but I can just imagine you just like fanboy out massively. <laughs> Darkwing's a great show, you know. It's it's really it's really one of those shows. Again, it's one of those shows I grew up watching religiously. Like I loved it. I freaking loved it as a kid so much. Yeah. Bit of a shame the DVD release was a bit messed up though. Mm. <laughs> do. it, it does have four episodes. <laughs> It pisses me off because they released two volumes of it on DVD, and the rest of the, and thirty eight episodes are still missing. Yeah, and all those episodes are out of order, mind you. Yeah, that didn't help. Well, the first volume kept it intact a little bit, and then the second volume, like, nope, just chuck them on there, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that second volume is terrible for for ordering of episodes, though. 
I mean, again, it's 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 nice to have them on DVD for physical media and, and in good quality, but at the same time, I want, you know, I want you know the the, the those other thirty eight episodes because you can yeah. still find those other thirty eight episodes, but you know, they're terrible quality. Yeah, of course. You know, which is which is why I, it goes back to why I'm for Disney going into to to, to launching their own streaming service because then you know they'll probably put in put in the entire Darkwing Duck series up on there. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm curious to see um, if they are going to release the Darkwing Duck Duck stuff or they have a re-release of the original Ducktales show. Uh, once the first season of this show wraps up, or like I said, put it on the digital service. Because again, even Ducktales is missing like episodes because they released like only two or three volumes of that, and then the rest of the episodes are still missing. Like season three is like completely. You can get season one and two on DVD, but season three is like missing. Yeah, it's one of those weird things you look at and you're like, okay, where on earth is this stuff? You you know. And and that's why again I'm I'm a, you know me I'm a huge advocate for physical media I think you know I think it, it it's again I think we should always own phys, physical copies of things especially things that we you know have sentimental value towards especially for things that you know just in case you know we don't have internet one day and we need to you know watch something offline we just you know it's gonna it's good to have it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, digital is great and all, Netflix is great and all, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm not going to, there are going to be times where I'm not going to have internet with me, so, you know, what then? Yeah, my fiance found that out the hard way recently. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> oh, God, her internet went down back um, a few days ago, and they only just got it back up, like, yes, like two days ago. And um, they had no internet for for like from Friday till Tuesday, the following week. And she loves um, playing The Sims, and they have she has the newest version of The Sims. And I told her, you do realize what happened? You have no internet connection there again. She said, "What? You won't be able to play it because it's DRM, and she couldn't play it at all." Always online. That's the wonders. Of Always me. online. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised they haven't patched that yet because they 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 patched that for the recent Sim was it Sim City? They done that so you could play it offline now. So yeah, because because the, that la- the launch of that game was completely atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is another thing. Though, going back to Darkwing Duck recently, this is the thing I find really really random is that. Internationally, video on demand on Amazon Instant Video in Germany, the first whole entire season is available to watch on there. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. I saw, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just remember that. It, it's all up there in Germany. So, you, if you want to see those that third season, because what they did, because um, on on their thing, they only. They only has like uh, what was it the first the first season the first season and the second season. So what they did they condensed the second and third season the second season and they made the first season its own one of the sixty five episodes. But long story short, um, 
I just saw this recently. I was just like, I'm like, why? What? You know, it's one of those weird ones. That's all. The only two series that you can get completely on DVD are Tailspin and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Those are the only ones I can think of from the Disney Afternoon that got complete DVD releases. Yeah, Tailspin. Yeah, Tailspin, because I remember, was it, I went into HMV around near where I live and I basically was going for the DVD section and I actually saw them selling Chippendale box sets and um, Tailspin. Those are, the only one, those are the only two shows that are complete. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's like Tailspin and Chippendale like, out, out of everything. I'm like, I can I kind of understand why they complete Chippendale because they're iconic Disney characters. And the show didn't last that long, so it's exactly. not... Exactly, so there's not that many episodes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things, well, there's not that many episodes. Yeah, it's the other weird one I saw recently as well. Um, Capcom actually released, what is it? They released, like, a pack on, like, Steam recently and online, online like, PlayStation Network and everything like that called the Disney Afternoon Pack, and it has, like, all the old Disney Afternoon NES games on them. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, so... You, you had the duck, was it Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, um, Tailspin, and there was Chippendale as well. And I saw it on my, okay, that's random, but okay. It's nice to be able to play the original DuckTales and not the bastardized remastered version. I didn't mind the remastered, to be honest. It but... wasn't bad, but the gameplay was just shallow. Yeah, okay, I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of agree. I can, I can see where you're coming from, from with that, yeah. Just shallow, shallow gameplay. Uh, at least the remixes of the music was good. Uh, yeah. And they got the original voice actors. Shame the dialogue was terrible, but oh well. Better than nothing. Yeah. Else, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was fine for what it was. It's forgetful, but yeah, it was fine. It's kind of weird. I, I keep forgetting that, yeah, Capcom did make a Darkwing Duck game. It was a Mega Man clone, but still. Yeah. They made and there one. Then was, was the Darkwing Duck for the CDO as well, I think I remember, or CDI. There was one game that David GM reviewed. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was on the CDI. I think it was, was it for the ZX Spectrum, or I don't know. Yes, yeah, some. It was something really, really skewed. I remember. It was like a really skewed console that was on. <laughs> and it was terrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Again, it's it's kind of weird because like, we're living in, in a time when... Well, now that I'm thinking about it, like... Don't, do you, like, serious question. Don't you miss those kind of days when, when everything, like, everything Disney made, like, had a tie-in game? It's kind of weird yeah, that we don't have that... Do. Like we kind of yeah. we kind of we kind of don't have that anymore. Like when you really well, think about yeah. it. Well, they were planning to. What is it? The last Disney time game I can think off the top of my head that they were going to tie everything into was Disney Infinity, Infinity, and that didn't go according to plan, unfortunately, because they stopped doing that, and the company that made that game went bankrupt as well. That's probably the reason why they stopped doing it. Um, but the other. The only other time game, game I can think of that they released outside of that was, was it Cars 3 or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, there's a Cars 3 game? <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I saw that. I was like, okay. 
but no, I, yeah, I do miss those. But it's one of those things now when video games become more expensive than make now. So if you are going to do it, you want some sort of backing on it. And also, let's be fair as well, when they did try to branch out to make more original game content, you got Epic Mickey 2. Oh, you mean the game that was so hard that, that, that people complained that, that a child couldn't even solve it and it was meant to be aimed at children? Yeah, I, and also it was really... Oh my god, yeah, that one. It was just... I don't get it. It was one of those weird things you, you saw and you was like, mm-hmm, okay then. <laughs> well, then again, Disney are the same people who who basically just went up to Square Enix and said, okay, we'll we'll give you resources, just please finish Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> please finish it. And thanks for the Lord God, do not take that director off on the fucking project until it's finished. <laughs> Because I love that story so much, where they basically just went up to them and said, "Okay, we're tired of waiting. Here are here here are resources. Here's our team. They'll help you finish this stupid game because we yeah. need it to get out there. Because we're tired of paying you for the license." Yeah, because basically, yeah, they're paying for them for them to use the license. And secondly, as well, the other thing that makes me laugh about it as well. Um, what was it? They had the Lucasfilm division to come down and basically help them out on it, and Pixar as well. Yeah, they had Pixar to help them out on the animation stuff. Like, they went, look, here's Lucas, use their special effect. Here's Pixar, use them for their animation. You know? Uh, and here's Kevin Feige. He'll he'll help you do, do the shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> he helped you construct the stare universe and unravel this quote-unquote story you guys created. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then Kevin Feige just sit down there and so basically, he basically he reports back to Disney. He's like, so, um, can you fix it? No. <laughs> no, it's fucked. <laughs> it's screwed. Who's the current CEO of Disney at the moment? It's not Kevin... It's not Mike Weiser anymore. It's someone else. Let me just look that up. Because I'm a professional like that. <laughs> yeah, because I know Mike Weiser was the last CEO. I can't, I can't remember the name of the most current, the current guy. A Bob Iger. That's it, Bob Iger. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he must have been. He must have been pissed at um at at Square Enix because they announced. I think they announced. Well, did they announce uh, Kingdom Hearts three like back in 2014? Because I think they did. They announced Kingdom Hearts back when the launch of the PlayStation 3 was happening. Oh, yeah, back in 2013. I remember that. Yeah, they said that it was going to be out for the PlayStation 3. Oh, no, sorry, the PlayStation 4's now coming around. We're going to release it for that. Oh, yeah, by the way, where's Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, well, we we were still working it, but, you know, here's Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I can just imagine at that moment... When Disney saw 2.8, you, you know the cartoon moments when basically their eyes could get big and get really bloodshot around mm-hmm. their eyes and how stressed out they are? Mm-hmm. I can imagine Disney had that moment when they saw that game. They're like, Shh, you are kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah, because I remember, yeah, they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 for the PlayStation 3 and then they released, they, they did the re-releases. They released the, 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 the re-releases again. Yeah, they did a re-release of the re-released HD copies on the PlayStation 4. And then they also did the... Um, then they said, oh yeah, here's 2.8. And you're just like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? 
<laughs> it, it's time to stop. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the who's that guy with the clock anyway? Yeah, it's filthy Frank. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, I don't know who he is, but I I still remember seeing him a lot when they did um was it when they showed off like the first group. First few episodes of Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I God, he, yeah. he got memes where basically I think it was the episode when it had the panda and the panda was making him what was it um, making the Powerpuff Girl twerk and it was, he comes <laughs> on straight back. It's time to stop. <laughs> oh, speaking of Powerpuff Girls, have you have you heard about them making a fourth girl? Oh, now? I saw clips of that on for, on a on a chan. Holy shit! Apparently, it's gonna it's always it gonna be like a five part um, TV movie. So that could be like five episodes made into a TV movie. That already As aired. I, that already that already aired, dude. And I saw clips of that. Oh, oh it was horrible. Oh, Jesus! Was it? I haven't seen it. But I heard it was like something to do with that. She was like the older sister, the prototype of them, and all this sort of stuff. And they make her look older. They made her slightly taller and gave her hips. <laughs> she looks like a she looks like deviant, something you would find on DeviantArt. Yeah, she kind of did. Yeah, and even the style of the hair as well. You just look at it, you're just like. It's like right, you go over there. Apologize to the Sonic fan community now. <laughs> Because I saw clips of that, and they just basically rewrote the entire the entire history of the Powerpuff Girls. It's like, oh no, you weren't the first create my creations. I created the, you know this character first, but you know she couldn't control her powers, so you know. And we never mentioned her no. ever. It's so it's, 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 stupid. It's all it's all made Professor Tony come off a bit of a dick. <laughs> Define yeah. a bit of. <laughs> a bit of, yeah. That's what I'm in the show in general. It makes him sound like a complete dick. And you can interpret it in so many bad ways as well. Why he's in order as well for so many different reasons. It's just like, oh my god. I mean, I haven't seen the episode, but from what I heard, I'm like, oh my god, this is just insane. I love the I love the Photoshop. Some the Photoshop someone did of of her. They took her. They took out her face and just replaced it with Poochie. Oh my god! That, yeah, I've seen that one. That was funny. Um, and I love I love the one with Peter Griffin in in her place, just flying with Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> hey, Lois, remember the lad, the time I became the fourth Powerpuff Girl? <laughs> Yeah, because they kept photoshopping her out and kept putting her with different characters. I saw that. Oh my god, what is it? I, I think they put her with like sixty Spider Man as well. And basically, it's the, you know, you know that one shot from the sixty Spider Man where he's swinging down like the buildings and stuff like that. It's the same shot they use over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> they basically just photoshopped him out of that shot and basically like look like he's swinging along with them. <laughs> I've seen Pickle Rick one. Pickle Rick yeah, one is just hilarious. I see Pickle Rick. I saw um, how was the other one? It was a really, really stupid one. I saw. Oh, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, it was so stupid. Oh, is that frog that everyone memes? Oh, Pepe. <laughs> yeah, someone photoshopped Pepe into it. 
Oh man, that was the best thing that came out of that episode. To be quite honest, like just seeing the internet completely destroy this episode with me. Yeah, it's 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 like one of those incidents with Samurai Jack. Like when people were memeing Samurai Jack, they were doing it because they love they love the episode. But with this memeing, it's like yeah, we basically like you know we don't like it. Because that, that, that's what it is. Is like you know the this the show has gone is so terrible that they pretty much like completely rewrote the entire Powerpuff Girls Powerpuff Girls history just added an, an extra character who's never going to be seen again after this. So what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you um, heard about the news that was it? They they reported on it recently um, with the South Park game. Oh, that's so stupid. Well, what is it? They had a gay fish in it. And the whole... You play a mini-game when you have to get his mother to heaven. I know, it's just like... I'm more I'm more cringed out of the fact that they're making references to Flappy Bird in, in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing that made me cringe the most, because... Again, I don't like modern South Park. I think it's just way too much ripped from headlines bullshit, and it's just, just ugh, makes the thing more dated than it actually is, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, man, it's like, what was that? I went back and watched, like, the last season that was on, and some of the episodes feel dated there. Oh, man, I, 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 I'm a fan of South Park. I really do like South Park, but it's one of these things when you go, go back and watch older, really old episodes of the few series. I mean, what was it? I think it was like season two. They had a joke on ER. Yeah, I know, and you it know? just it just like... they made a joke on ER, and they had they had Jim Cooney in the episode. You know, <laughs> I know, and it just it makes no sense because, like, you know, say what you will about the old episodes, but in the old episodes are dated as well. But at the same time, they they're still funny, you know. Yeah. You could go back and watch like the the previous season and, or any of the episodes that aired recently, and you're like, yeah, this isn't funny. This is just like ripped straight from the headlines bullshit. That oh, you know, they basically just like ripped, pulled up a computer, looked at what 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 people were outraged about, and they just wrote a story around it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so you made fun of the fact that the president is um, tweeting so much. Yeah. Haven't heard that joke before. (laughs) This will make you laugh a little bit. When I was, um, when I, um, I popped down to, um, H, um, popped down to HMV near where I live. Um, they were selling box sets on DVD from like season one to season five and then so on, et cetera. Like basically they're selling in like five, like five seasons together. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were selling them for um, fifteen pounds each. Wow! So you get like the first five seasons for fifteen pounds on DVD. With with uh, keep in mind as well with extras as well. That goes just, just gonna, that, I, that goes to show you how little people care about South Park these days. <laughs> well, to be fair, at least at least it's more more cared about than let's say The Simpsons. Oh, true. That is true. It's, it's, like, it's like one of those things where you go up to a kid and basically you're like, you you like you mention The Simpsons and people, they say, oh, you mean that cartoon? It, and you have to explain to them, back in the 90s, it was regarded as one of the greatest 
animation shows of all time. And then you had to tell them this is what it was like before everything. Here's here's the great, greatest thing about The Simpsons for me. It's like it is impossible to meet someone. I I, I refuse to believe that you will you would ever meet someone who will who cannot quote a classic Simpsons episodes ep- episode. Exactly. I think that is an impossibility because the show has been so so um, engulfed, ingrained, ingrained in, in in our pop culture that it's become widely recognizable just to just to make you know classic Simpsons jokes. It's 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 like the episode when Homer was it the the one I heard recently was like someone quoted I am so smart I'm so smart S I N T no S I N I T you you know I was, I heard someone quote that recently and the um it was stuff like that you, you know it's little stuff like that or I mean people say you got dolp in the dictionary officially and the definition of, one of the definitions for it is a quote from The Simpsons. Yeah, dough is dough is a part of our is the part of the English language now, which is weird. Yeah, as as originally the script didn't even have it written down. All it said was annoyed grunt, and and Dan Castellaneta, you know, said okay, you know, I'll just make an annoyed grunting sound, and that's what he did. Yeah, and it became like a an iconic thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sure. Uh, good times, good times. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of sad that that I have to constantly remind people. No, guys, classic Simpsons was great. I'm serious. It's like the first the first nine seasons was really good. Season ten got a bit rocky, but it's still pretty fun. Then after that, questionable. And then recently, I can't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the movie. Yeah, that was a thing too. <laughs> oh God, I, I just I just remembered the movie's ten years old. Can you oh believe? Can, can can you believe that? Can you believe that the movie's oh. ten years old now? <laughs> oh yeah, that came out in two thousand seven, didn't it? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> well, time's arrow keeps moving forward; it doesn't go back. <clears throat> Oh my god, bloody hell! And also, don't they have their own attraction at Universal Adventure Island? Don't they? Yeah, I've been. I've actually been to on that ride. It's really, really good. good really good ride. Yeah. I, I only been on it when it was Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm jealous. I, I'm actually, I'm actually jealous of that because I've only been on the Back to the Future ride once. And that was when I've I was. A, I, I, that was when I was a kid. Like, I've been on it twice. Damn it! <laughs> it lit twice, and I've been on the Jaws ride twice as well. Also, I went on the Kong ride as well. Cla- the classic when one I'll... or the new one? Classic one. Yeah, classic one was great, but sadly that got burnt down in the fire. Oh no, no, there was two of them. Basically, there was one at Universal Studio and then one at Universal's um, Hollywood Studio, and that one. Got burnt down in 08. The yeah. one at Universal Studio Orlando, that one got teared down and got turned into the Mummy ride. Ah, gotta love, gotta love the way Universal treats its, its properties. What a minute! Recently, what was it they announced they're getting rid of the Terminator one? Oh, they got Especially... rid of that. They get rid of that and replace it with Minions. Oh no, 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 no! The one at Orlando, they're getting rid of it this year. 
Fuck. Come on, man. Well, obviously, why they get rid of that one because um, because they lost the license to teach uh, um, the Terminator franchise. Because that's going back to James Cameron. Come on, Cameron! Can't you just let them keep it? Like, come they on! Haven't, they haven't announced what's going to replace it, though. So I'm curious to see what's going to replace it. I think the most depressing thing about all of them was they they tore down the original Phantom of the Opera set. For a Harry Potter ride, for a Harry Potter land bullshit. Well, I can understand from a financial point why they did. They got rid of Jaws and Phantom of the Opera was because it saved their bacon. If that they they did not build that Universal Studio of Island Invention, no more. That would have they would have gone bankrupt. And that I know been, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a lesser of two evils type of thing, really. I can understand that and. At least I'll say this about it. At least they they built it with Harry Potter, which is going to be one of these franchises that it's going to be ingrained into our culture for many many decades to come. Like people will still be talking about it down down the line, you know. Unlike Disney, who who, who wasted enough money paying Cameron for the fucking Avatar license. <laughs> oh my god, I still can't believe that. I really cannot believe that. I can't that what I mean, because originally that was supposed to be... Cool. I've been watching a lot of videos right, lately um, on, like, Disney abandoned properties and, like, what-ifs and, like, their original plans. And apparently when they were building the, um, what is it, the safari place, originally they were supposed to build a fantasy world with it and they ran out of money. And just before... Um, just before they were going to do the whole fantasy stuff, they were going to build it. Um, CEO Bob Iser at the time went over to Universal Adventure Island, and there was a complete big fantasy scene there. Have you heard about this yeah, story? Yeah, I, I have. And I just find it funny that basically they fired two ex-employees that went over to work at Universal, and he basically took the ideas with them and built it there. I know. There's <laughs> no copyright on, on it at all because Bob Eisen wanted to sue and they realized, oh shit, we didn't copyright this at all. <laughs> and even and even to this day, there's like a, a rivalry between both parks, to be quite honest. It's just hilarious when you really think about it. <laughs> it's even more hilarious when you look into it when basically Universal owned the theme park right to Marvel and they still let them use it. So basically they're like, you know what, we... We are in competition, but you are still paying us money for something that we own. <laughs> yeah, because they own the, the Marvel license way before Disney bought them. So, yeah. yeah. I can't see that Marvel land going at all. That's not what I mean. I can't see that going. Is that still around? I haven't been there in years, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, it's still there. Yep, still there. All the ride. I mean, because they only updated was it the Spider-Man ride like five years ago. They gave it a big, massive refurb in the sense of, like, the graphics on the ride. That's weird. That's so surreal. <laughs> but they've still got Men in Black, so there's that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember the Men in Black one. Ugh, it's a shittier version of the Buzz Lightyear ride on Disney. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, if you ever go there, um, speak to some of the staff members that work around there, and if you ask permission, they will take you down in the lower section of the ride, and they take you down to the communication section with all the aliens or all the main and black people are working. Really? Yeah, it's like, again, I can't remember the name of the guy watching the video, but 
it said next time you visit these theme parks do these things and that was on like the list of things to do apparently they take you on a little private tour going around looking at the lower bit of the alien but you get close up to the aliens and stuff like that and this is allowed yeah it's allowed yeah that's cool yeah you basically just have to ask them and then they tell you what time um can you go down there now come back um at a certain time and if you turn up there they take you on a little private tour Yeah, it's kind of. I I know that they have minions. They did. They they took. They, yeah. They took down the the Terminator ride in Hollywood for minions. The, the one I really do find really really bizarre they did was um, what was it? Um, oh god, what was it? It was the. Okay, originally it was the Ghostbusters ride. And they changed it to Twister, which everyone was like, why on earth have you done that? Then they got rid of Twister. And they replaced it with, um, that was it, New York starring um, Jimmy Falcon for Fallon. Really? It's a 3D motion simulator attraction based on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. What the fuck? Seriously, look it up. I was just sitting there, I'm like, I don't know what pissed me off more, the fact that you replaced the Ghostbusters ride or the fact that you got rid of Twister and replaced it with Jimmy Fallon. You do realise if he gets caught up in a sex scandal, anything really bad, that ride's fucked. Wow. <laughs> you didn't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I just found out about this. I... What the fuck? <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> yeah. Just, just let it sink in. Oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be fucking dated when he leaves the Tonight Show. This oh god, it's gonna, yeah. gonna be fucking dated when he leaves the Tonight Show. Yeah. It's it's it seems to be one of those spots with with rides they constantly replace. That seems to be like the replacement spot. Oh, so it opened in April of this year, so it's still new. Yeah, I mean it's really new. Because I was just saw it, I'm like, they got rid of Twister for that. Okay. <laughs> you you took a you took a shitty thing and replaced it with a shittier thing. <laughs> well, they got what's it? I think there are rumors that they want to add the Fast and Furious ride into the park somewhere, so I'm guessing that's going to replace Terminator. Okay, that's, uh, I'm fine with that. Again, it's their original property. I can perfectly understand why they put that in. But again, that's going to be dated. That Oh my god, that's going to... What is it? They've got the Transformers ride there as well? That's a good ride. Is it? You've been on it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I've been on the Singapore one. It's really good. Okay. I mean, I've seen video clips of it, and it looks it looks like a fun ride. It's it's a lot of fun. That's cool. So it's one of the it's one of the few good rides that that I really liked, you know, because I'm really skeptical when it comes to like newer rides. Because I'm an yeah. old fart like that. I'm like, oh, I don't want, I don't like these newfangled rides. I want the old ones. <laughs> Back in my day, before we do DVDs and your your Blu-ray players and your hip hop. 
in your gangster rap. Because, again, I really regret only going on the Back to the Future ride once as a kid, and now I have to find another universal place that has it. Yeah. Okay, this is going to make you laugh, right? I um, I was recently going through all my old um, film, um, all my old memorabilia stuff, right? And I came across... Um, I came across, um, like, because when you used to go there, you used to buy um, dog tags mm-hmm. from it. And um, I basically um, still got the original Jules dog tags from 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 their merchandising stuff. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's original Universal property stuff as well. So it's like, okay, this is worth a bit of money now. I mean, what year was this from? Oh, God, this was back in 2000 and... 2000? Oh, oh, so 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Might be worth something on eBay now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had it since I was 10, so... I actually got a few bit of merchandising now, thinking about it. I mean, did they still do the Nickelodeon stuff there? No, I don't think so. Oh, that sucks. Because they got... What is it? They finally converted Nickelodeon Studio now. Oh, what, what are they doing? They, <laughs> they're finally doing something with that fucking abandoned building? Yeah, I think they have. They turned into... Um, what is it? I think they just rent it out to studios now that go there and, and use it. Um, what is it? I think TNA gone back there a few times and used it. And, oh, God. Yeah. Well, the thing was, the stupid thing was, why why they were there filming episodes of it, it's like, people didn't pay to go in there. They let people go in for free. That's how they got so many episodes filmed with busy crowds, was because, basically, they filmed it on different days when the park was open, and they said, oh yeah, come in free and watch our show. You know? That's a scummy thing to do, because because yeah. when they say that, they they'll imply, oh, they're they're part of the show, but yeah. they aren't. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's literally one of those things, and it's like I remember back in the day as well when they did talk about it. Um, what was it? I think I've listened to quite a few wrestling podcasts when they did talk about it back in the day. Apparently, they couldn't advertise some of the wrestlers as their real names, so what they did as guerrilla advertising, they sent people out there that would not basically make them look like they're not fitting with TNA to go out there and tell people, oh, we have wrestlers like Road Dog and um, Billy Gunn in there. And, you know, they were saying stuff like that, you know? And I'm like, okay. Are you yeah, allowed to get away with that? Because <laughs> what, what was it? Um, what was it? Yeah, because they taped most of their shows in Orlando, didn't they? Before. Yes. Nowadays, yes. I don't. Uh, nowadays, fuck knows where they're taping those shows. I think they're going on tours, but again, uh, again, Jeff Jarrett's officially gone for the company again. <laughs> no, seriously, he just yeah, I know, I, I know, he bought it up again, and, and it's dissolved into Global Force Wrestling. Now it's just an, an entire fucking human centipede of garbage. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's left Global Force Wrestling. Really? Seriously. He left Global Force Wrestling. 
So he leaves TNA, he starts his own wrestling business, comes back to TNA, and leaves his, his other wrestling business. Yep. Which wasn't even a wrestling business to begin with, which was just a Ponzi scheme to sell gold. Yep. Just let that all sink in. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I was reading about this recently. It's like because it was a lot of the wrestling podcasts were reporting on it. Oh, like, oh my god, are you kidding me? How long was he back there for? A year or so? He left in like 2015, <laughs> so he was only there for like two years. <laughs> uh, and and he hi- know, and remember really. again he hyped up Global Force Wrestling. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my time talking about Jeff Jarrett. The man who, just the man. That's all I can say nice about him. <laughs> the cho- cho- chosen one. <laughs> oh, oh my god, Jeff Jarrett. I so. Um, I can't say anything nice about Jeff Jarrett. I really can't. I, the only thing I can can say about it, I pity the man at this point. What you, a, you you're trying to bet like how how far his career can sink even lower than it already has? Yep, I pity him. I'm just like I feel bad for him at the same time. I'm like you're a dick, you're a colossal dick. But at the same time, I feel bad for you because you one of these people. You're so determined to get this wrestling thing to work for you, and even as a show, and you're just like you're trying so hard, but you just keep get kicking in the nuts every single time, man. Yeah, you keep coming back. It's like Pete say, "Well, you, well, in your career, you basically you were the most overrated wrestler in WCW. You got fired by Vince McMahon on live television. You, um, you did you destroyed a marriage as well on on TV and made it into a storyline on live television as well. I give you big props for that. And then you then then you won the Mexican World Championship and." Basically, was complete racist with it. Then you went on to start your own Ponzi scheme, and you got a bunch of wrestlers signed on to it. And now you're back in TNA. No, no, he's gone from TNA now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Gone. He's gone. Oh, fucking hell. He's <laughs> gone from TNA. He's go- I'll, I'll give him a year. He'll be back. Yeah. Well, apparently he left because of personal reasons, but I don't know. But again, I can imagine he basically made a load of money. Oh. He basically just saw, like, I can't <laughs> fix this and took his money and left. Which is, which is hilarious when you figure out that this is this entire business, this entire company was built by him and his fucking father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was their idea. They came up with it in a, on a, during a fishing trip, of all things. And they went up to Dixie and, and they suckered yeah. her in. They suckered her in with promises of of, of a really big business and, and, and chance to compete and, you know... Chance to make it in the wrestling business and yeah, wrestling. <laughs> just out of curiosity, are we still recording? Yeah. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> no, Okay. Shit. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I I forgot this is recording. <laughs> 
shit. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.